And welcome back to Richmond Tiger Talk. My name's Nick. And I'm Andy. That was pretty fun. Oh, it was fantastic. And relaxing, just for once. I oh, didn't watch the last no. five minutes of a game with my head in my hands. When Connor Rosie kicked that goal in the middle of the last quarter, I did assume that they were about to kick four goals in five minutes and it was going to be an, another uh, nightmare. But no, no, very, very, very calm. Under control? It was a good night. Almost sort of like the Tigers of old, as in the Tigers of the last five years. And Nick, one thing I want to say early on, just to remind us, we were underdogs in this game. Port Adelaide have a percentage above 100. I know sort of with the benefit of history, the season's over, we all think they're crap. They're not a bad team. No. No, the the winning away from home thing, uh, sometimes you, you see... Uh, betting lines, you think, oh, that seems pretty generous. But, yeah, like, Gold Coast have been going pretty well. Still didn't still didn't travel well down to Launceston last weekend. You know, travelling traveling interstate is difficult. Coach under pressure. Um, you know, raw. Per, per, perfectly respectable team. Uh, they are. Uh... Yeah, perfectly respectable team. Crowd baying for blood. Yep. They, and they are pretty incredible, I gotta say. That I think it was the second quarter. Uh there was a free kick paid for pushing the back and the crowd howled with rage when they saw it on the um replay. And it was literally uh, I can't remember if it was to pick it or somebody else, but it was literally a training video for a push in the back. You know, someone running along, two hands extended, push them in the back. Like <laughs> I, actually, watching them, I had a bit of sort of, um, you know, it's a bit like a looking at a mirror at, a, at ourselves and we're giving a lot away of a lot of dumb frees because they were giving away, they just decided mm. that pushing in the back, that they were going to push in the back as hard as often as they want. Like they were giving away a lot of dumb free kicks in the game. But Nick, we're sort of getting off the, off the, off the lead here. This is a team, we are 13th. Um, probably were 14 before the game in contested possession differential, and we went out and we won it by 30 on the road. Yeah, against a good a team that uh, does well in that stat. Right. Yep. Yeah, that was that was pretty fun. Maybe Ruckman matter. <laughs> Maybe Ruckman matter. Um, but you know, Prestia was immense. Cochin was immense. Uh, Toby was immense. Uh, all all had huge contested possessions to counts well above their average. It really. I, I know everyone wants to talk about Shea Bolton, but the, Really, the to me, the starting point of this game is what we did to them in, in the clinches, and we took them out the back of the ship. It was extremely satisfying, um, and sort of that we that we had control, and we kept control for for very large periods of of the game in that in that respect. That that's true because. Put Adelaide last weekend lost the the hitouts badly and uh, won won the clearances, won the contested possession. So they've they're used to playing with a losing ruck, but you know, part I think part of it was Nank just started grabbing the ball uh, uh, out of contests pretty frequently. But yeah, they were they were hunting in packs, super physical. It was, it was really enjoyable. To your point about controlling it, we actually won the inside 50s in every quarter and hmm. wound up being plus 18 in it for the game. The expected score, thank goodness our expected score was actually slightly higher than, um, sorry, our actual score was actually slightly higher than our expected. And 
you know, you could say, oh, well, Tico was playing his second game as a mid-season draft kid. He was actually okay. He's re- he turned out mid-table in the rankings. But Nank, for all the Shea talk, Nank actually had his career best uh, um, game on the AFL rankings. And Nick, if I could just digress slightly on AFL ratings, I just wanted to explain this at some point. The AFL ratings are a composite measure that's quite, just for people's benefit, because there, there there's multiple things out there that are called AFL rankings. But when we quote something that's for a game, it is the official AFL ratings points. Play, which player is, ratings, yeah. Player ratings, which is um, a composite measure that measures things like the important acts that you do in a game um, and... Uh, and it counts. They're very much biased towards attacking movements and um, where you move the ball and how you set up your teammates in, in positions that have been statistically proven to score goals. So if you get a lot of junk sideways positions, you, it, it's basically mm. meaningless on this rating. And we'll talk about the, the season ratings later. But Nanko had his best, career best game, um, and people aren't even talking about it because such was the, um, such was the eye-catching beauty of Shea's game. Well, look, Pat, the, the kicking for goal wasn't always beautiful, but the, having nine shots at goal, yeah, that, that, that works. Well, I, I, on, on one rating, the champion data rating, which is similar but not quite the same, mm. doesn't use, um, uh, doesn't, is biased against junk time goals and doesn't have a meter's uh, as importance of where you are in the position. He was actually the, where you are on the field. He was actually the fifth best player in Richmond um, because he blew so many opportunities. Yeah, then, uh, which is tricky because it doesn't capture how difficult some of those opportunities were to create. Um, Precisely, I I have a I have a controversial idea for you, Andy. Ruckman are important. I quite like that earlier statement of yours. By the way, I'm sorry. No, no, no. We've, I've, I've already moved on. Um, <laughs> I haven't. Anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs> you know that we have the the Coleman Medal. Mm-hmm. There isn't a medal for oh, no. uh, the player who leads the league in behinds. Oh, no, yeah. Is Shea Bolton uh, leading the Richo? <laughs> uh, have you used that gag before? Is that a, it, did you just come up with no, it then? No, that's a new one. Oh, nice. Um, okay. Um, ooh, is he leading the Richo? Less Jack's sort of weird games has given him a shot, but he you wouldn't be bringing it up because Jack didn't miss any shots, I don't think. Um, no. No, I, uh, yes? Yeah, Shea, uh, Shea is leading the AFL in behinds. Well, what's the ladder? Uh, do we feature uh, heavily in the top 10? Oh, sorry, I put you on the <laughs> question without notice. <laughs> Quick, to footy wire. Um, yeah, it is... Uh, I mean, I feel like we're we're about a month ahead ahead of the hype, but the the hype has has caught up with how well he's playing because it is it is uh, just amazing uh, how well he's going. Um, Jack Rewald equal equal seventh, Tom Lynch equal twelfth. Um, yeah, Max King second, but yeah, Shea Shea has a three behind lead in the Richo. Yeah, on Shea, it is incredible. And that, that point you made that you can't capture how statistically hard it is. So some of those one-handed gathers that were just breathtaking. Oh. Um, his, grand, his grand ball gets and on a wet night. Yeah. A little bit of perspective to the hype is he's just, as you pointed out to me yesterday, he's just entered the top 10 in 
the votes for AFL Player of the Year. So mm. he, he's amazing, but he's in the top 10. Mm. Um, and, and the sort of advanced metrics um, that probably for the last month would have him his form up there. Um, yeah, that's awesome. But it's not, it's not Pete Dusty because no one is Pete Dusty partly, but it's, um, it, it's wonderful to watch him. We're very lucky to have him. Um, the, uh, the combination of, of him, uh, Jack, uh, and Lynch, um, Lynch, you know, extremely good, uh, uh, again, uh, with, uh, my God, the key forwards were doling out some violence, like, yeah, at both ends, at both um, ends. that, uh, that the, the, there were some. The game went. The heat went out of the game when we got on top. But these two teams don't like each other. No, no. There was. There was definitely. There was no backward steps uh, being being taken, and obviously, fingers crossed that Vossi's not hurt too badly. But yeah, it was not for the faint-hearted. Um, standing in front of uh, uh, a marking contest, but the you know. Key forwards were were playing well. Um, the the small forwards were were buzzing at their feet and creating uh, pressure. Um, you know, Cumberland uh, almost playing a, a decoy role um, uh, on on a leer in the first half was pretty good, I thought. And it's just that he got his two should have been three goals um, just through sheer effort and and work rate. Um, uh, several times was was pretty exciting and and Morris Rioli Jr. looked like looked like um, anything could happen every time he he got the ball, which was was pretty fun. And I think I think Jack Ross was in the the Kane Lambert half forward mid role, and and he was okay. Yeah, it was lots to unpick there, but starting where you said with Cumberland, I, I really agree with your point. But part of it. You know he wasn't he wasn't getting the best opportunities, and you know he he went touchless in the first quarter, and partly that probably was the the decoy role, but he still managed the impacts. Um, he found mm. his spots uh, through hard work because he's going to need to do that. It's it, it, in some yeah. ways he's playing the hardest position in AFL. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, the amount of work those guys have to do is is incredible. But yeah, and he's a mid forward, like he's not a pressure forward. It, like we always. It, Rioli's role in some ways is easier because as long as you run really hard and put lots of pressure, you'll always be in the team. Whereas uh, Cumberland, yeah, he ha- there's multiple things he has to do, and and he's not getting, he's never going, he's always going to be a secondary target on the team. Hmm. So yeah, it, it was great that he managed to impact. On, um, I, I wanted to talk about Rioli for a little while. Um, just the that that, I mean, all day he was dangerous. All day he was also hmm. fumbly. If he can just one grab some of those balls. He's, you know, we've got a super exciting player. Uh, mm. At the moment, he does do things that remind you of his draft position occasionally. Um, but like, good. yeah, look, he's flawed, but he's yeah. He's yeah. No, hang on, he's, he's, it's going to be a price yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Don't you don't need to rush the defence. Um, mm. So I was just that hand pass he did oh, yeah. in, in the last. Yeah, yeah the, I put it on Twitter for those. Who, just it's last last quarter. Um, for those on Twitter, it's it's on the long break which finishes in that uh, classic Bolton goal. Uh, that that hand pass went so far. Now, Nick, I, I have a bit of a, a party trick at training occasionally. I, I whip out the long hand pass, but I'm six mm. foot three and you know lifted weights for a reasonable amount of years. And other people sort of go, "Ooh, when I 
it's it's probably gone 25 meters he's not 19 and that ball i reckon went 30 35 um yeah it was and it, it almost went too far and but it, because it was such a good hand pass it guaranteed almost guaranteed we scored a goal because it put cumby an extra amount of space it's just he's incredible and his pressure acts nick um this is the other thing i want to say it is so they're so high for a small forward the 60 mm. yeah and you can pressure point sorry that's the herald sun mm. measure rather than the uh today's explaining stat day um but uh, the, the pressure point Herald Sun measure at 60 is so high for a small forward. I've never seen their Jack Graham in the midfield numbers, but yeah. I've never seen it this high for a small forward. Small forwards don't normally get that many opportunities to to apply pressure. The, and it's and also his attacking metrics were roughly about the same as what Shedder did, or through probably one more shot at goal. Like the 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 change to the defensive positioning, having yeah. him out there. I, is, I think. I think. Lambert's in, was in the sh- more in the shed role. Um, we, we, uh, Morris is chased down on Dersma in the second quarter. Like it was such a shame that he didn't finish it with a goal. But that, uh, the, that oh, that, that, yeah, that that was absolutely classical. That was that was disrespectful. How good it was. <laughs> um, whatever. If you don't want to make the unflattering comparison, whatever with the team, he's the best Richmond pressure forward, no matter who else is out there, and it oh, makes a difference. Clearly. Yeah. Um, but, that for him to contribute with that much defensive pressure, he doesn't have to do all that much offensively to be a really useful player. And and he 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 was he definitely did did his bit. I thought. Oh God, yeah, I'm I, I love him. Um, he's so important to the set, setup. I, I, and like I know that's easier because this is probably his best AFL game. I know he's kicked more goals in game, but mm. that, that was he's he's still raw sushi. He's in his second year, and he's. That was a very meaningful game. I I, I loved it. Mm. The Ross right, sort of finishing on the forwards. Ross had nineteen disposals, um, five inside fifties, um, three clearances, kicked it, kicked a goal. Mm. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, probably because the goal. Um, but he he's he gave for rating. Overly discussed AFL ratings normally hate his game uh, because he gets uh, a lot of touches that aren't very meaningful. They liked his game this week. Now, partly it was the goal, but yeah, I think it was it was a probably I mean easy to say when he kicks a fifty meter goal, but I, I thought his best game of the year. Yeah, yeah, forward forward line looked well, um, functioned functioned well. Oh yeah, and the rating points did back that up. Sorry, so mm. yes, it was the, there was statistical proof. So. We talked. We talked about the the midfield balls. Like Prestia uh, played really well. Cochins, um, uh, Renaissance, Cochinsons. Uh, someone said, which is a mouthful. Mm. Yeah, it's not bad. Then. Um, the Pyro uh, Sonzi. It's not out of character for us to. Um, Wanna, yeah, actually, Prestia, seven coaches votes, um, Cochin, three. So, yep, doing doing pretty well. Um, the Tyler Sonzi had a, had a very solid start to his career. But very so, uh, metronomically, except for the one game, he was sub-20 20 disposal. There's a niche, isn't it? Or very close mm. to. It is, yeah. And um, he, he popped up on the... On the distance covered metric, so he ran more than fifteen kilometres um, 
during the game. Um, Very good sign. Which, yeah, I'm happy with that because it is, if there's a criticism, like he got um, shrugged aside pretty easily by Pal Pepper, I think, in the last quarter. Like he's not he's not as explosive an athlete um, as, as you know, Cochin or someone like that. It's more a, um, like you'll need to get by on on work rate and but it, but I do I really like the fact that um people the team's using him and he's thinking his way through situations like the game's not too fast for him that's that's really nice it, it is uh, and he's got he's got lovely disposal if there's not a lot of penetration on his kicks but he he uses them intelligently he's sort of he's a bit um he reminds me slightly of, I know it's a completely different athletic profile, but the way he kicks reminds me a bit of Axel Foley. Huh. He's probably, um, he's got, probably got a bit more juice than than Axel. Like he's, he's he's definitely solid. He's solid rather than booming. Yeah, I think Axel had a bit of... Like, Axel, I would have said the other, that Axel had more acceleration. Wasn't Axel quite faster? Am I misremembering? Oh, no, just in terms of kicking... Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, Nick, I, um, I didn't want to inter- interrupt you because... Oh, was there something else about Sonsi you want to say? Yeah, um, so Sorry, he's... Go for it. Um, I was interested... Um, so, look, he, it has been a really consistent uh, start to his season and it, it actually ranks reasonably highly. Uh, if you look at his first four games, how that how that compares among among current Richmond players for, for their... Debut seasons as a eighteen-year-old, but um, on the spot guessing game, um, who who had the best? Uh, who debuted really well? Current Richmond players. Well, actually, you did ask me uh, a little bit. You referred to this obliquely, and the two kids I I could find with the best first seasons. Um, no, best go... best first four games. Oh, like of the current, of, current Richmond? Off the top uh, of your head. Oh, Dustin Koch? No, Koch, Koch, Koch is is there. He's just he's just behind Sonzi, actually. But he, he he sort of worked into it uh, slowly. But, yeah, Dusty, Dusty's third on the list. Um, Koch, is, uh, Koch is fifth. Um, so both, both very good. Um, any more guesses? Oh, well, Jack Graham started fairly strongly. No, no, he's um, he's about tenth or so. Hmm. So debut their first few games rather than actually first, first four games in the in the season after they were drafted. Hmm. So they're okay. they're normally pretty good players. Yeah. Hmm. All right. No, I'm I'm interested. Who is it? Oh, maybe not Fossey. No. Anyway, go on. Oh, you should should have stuck with that. So, Sonsi's Sonsi's fourth, um, Dusty's third, um, uh, Vlossi's uh, second. He had he had uh, seventy nine possessions in his, in his first four games in in twenty thirteen, and it took him another six years before he had another four games with that many disposals. So, yeah. <laughs> in a lesson where, where role's important, I remember yeah. he got 40 touches in the VFO one day. And, you know, I remember we discussed on the podcast long afterwards, like, because it was like, oh, here we go. And then disappointing when uh, that, that wasn't yeah. his game in the, in the, in the AFL. 
Anyway, and who's number one? Jack Ross. Oh, yeah, of course. 80, 85 uh, disposals in his first four games and in no four-game um, block in for the rest of his 42-game career as he had that many disposals. So that's sort of... <laughs> it's both, there's some really good names on this list, but, yeah, yeah there's also a, a little bit of don't believe the hype. Yeah, I think there is definitely a role where you get as a kid that they just say, go out there and find the footy, that mm. they, that once you establish yourself, they say, no, mate, you, you've got to play two-way football and you've got to play to the structure. And I think Sonsi's playing that role at the moment um, mm. where he's popping up. But look, that's an opportunity of youth, but he's working hard in the role and he's making the best of it. So yeah, um, it, it's fun to watch. He's, he's a fun footballer to watch. He's, he's different to, I mean, every footballer is unique, mm. um, especially when you watch them as obsessively as we do. <laughs> but, um, uh, but there is, yeah, there, there's a, a quality to his game that um, we haven't had in a little while, especially, I mean, two-sidedness, uh, much as I disparage it. Um, mm. to and be, you talk about how much you disparage it. Yes, as much as, like, it's so rare to have someone where it's actually a genuine attribute and not something you pull out once a game when you're against the boundary line. Um, yep. uh, and it's a genuine attribute for him. I just... Oh, look, he's, is it, it's Joel Bowden, the last uh, best two-sided player we've had since the, the most recent other two-sided player we've had. Uh, I'd have to think about that some more. Like, genuinely... Uh, so, I mean, D- Dusty's two-sided, but he hardly ever uses it in games. So, yeah. um, it, it, it's... Yeah, Cochin's functional on both. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, he, he does little dinky little lefts. Like, it do, it's not... It does... He doesn't... It's not something that he really uses to open it, up the field. Yeah. Look, it, Leon, it's just something where it's not a massive Leon, advantage. Leon Cameron, who's Despite his preferred feat, is the, is the goal point intended for this. But, yeah. No, no, no. Now, I, I didn't interrupt you when you are talking about Nick, but I just wanted to... Um, and this is going to be a long podcast. Um, mm. Just give Cochin's game. Like, oh. I got quite quite emotional about Cochin's game. And yeah, yes, Preston did have the twenty three um, contested possessions, which was bloody incredible. Yeah, but Cochin too uh, had seventeen, and he was hunting so low, low right and on. hard. And it, like I almost got emotional because it's it's finals Cochin, and That's great. yeah, I, I was it, almost. It, it, uh, after, off, it sets off a particular part of the internet. Uh, as well, that Cochin's somehow a, a protected species and and gets off, but yeah, I don't yeah. Also sets off another part of the tiger internet that, um, like, there, there is something about his classical go- goals that does like it, it's, it's special to every Richmond supporter. And oh, I almost, I, I, I almost got like, I thought, oh crap, is he? Is, is this him deciding that? Is this him? signaling that he's retiring at the end of the year and this is sort of this is him the, the last great effort to, to get his team back in the finals him basically picking up the skip skippers um uh unofficial skippers uh baton again and just getting us across the line one more time and then um i didn't realize this but mick malthouse had a real big go at him in the press uh this week oh, really hmm. yeah so hopefully it was just an fu to a um a pretty nasty uh thing about him being washed up so no he's um Oh, something I want to talk about a bit later, but no, he's he's had a good season. He's he's had a better season this year than last year. Um, there's absolute, If he wants to go on, there is um, nothing about what he's doing that um, is not sustainable. Well, and well, frankly, well, it's, <laughs> well, it's not like any young kids pushing him out of the side right now. So, um, well, yeah, and it's a tough. It's a tough inside midfield is a tough, brutal position to play and it's not particularly suited to to younger players it's a well, it's a mature bodies games 
also good luck football manager putting to the um, board that perhaps we should shuffle out um, our greatest ever captain before his 300th game. Um, that, <laughs> try dying on that hill. Anyway, thank I you did, for indulging that, Nick. I did have a thought that, um, you know, the, the section of the internet demanding that Cotchen be suspended and they always show the shield incident and, and the like that, you know, I just imagined Koch um, putting his posse socks up, enjoying a glass of Captain's uh, Shiraz and looking about, looking out at how nicely his friends at White Glove Movers have done in uh, setting up his house and thinking, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm Koch and I, I'm... Absolutely sure Cochin is not on Twitter. Um, and he's, he's he and all footballs better for it. Nick, I, I did want to have... Um, we were talking about Gibkiss offline, and I just want to make the point. Like, actually, when I watched the replay, he was better. He get, he's getting his hands to a lot of things. But my God, whether he punches or not, the, the ricochets off his, off his football, like they always seem... Even when it's a dropped mark, so it could go anywhere, they always seem to go to the worst possible place. I know. And, that, that he's got to work on that. Oh, like, I thought his his positioning was good. Uh, like I thought the Gibkiss bolter um, in the key spots um, uh, was was a nice was a nice combination. Um, but yeah, he's got to he's got to get smarter about where he spoils to. And it's actually, like, it's a big thing in footy coaching. It, I'm sure yeah. most people know yeah, this, but where you punch to, and it's just, it must be sending the coach's spare, but it, um, he'll, he'll get it. But the important thing is getting his hands on the... It, I thought his game looked much better on the tape than I remember yeah. it being at the game, because at the game... Sorry, watching the game. Well, yeah, I was so frustrated only, watching he only the game. Had, and he only had four disposals, so he didn't do a lot. But no. But he, he was more in the play than I realised, too. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I thought thought he did okay. Um. What did you think of Ben Miller as backup ruck? Well, I know everyone loves him because he, he used the 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 ball nicely a few times, and I think he's doing an admirable filling took job. A, took a took a few marks, yeah. But and yeah, and um, had that had that shot for goal, which didn't go well. But like he got it, he got the shot for goal, yeah. so it's a start. I, I still, I'm a bit still where we were before the, the um, pod is like. He's doing a decent job, and yes, commendable, but with the way we've got the back set up, if he can't sort of play back as well, he's a bit of a shag on a rock, so he was basically playing just a pure second ruck role. And we have two guys who, against a team with better rucks, will be far more competent. Ben is probably too small mm. to ruck against a lot of the second rucks in the AFL, and he can't play forward, as you pointed yeah, out. Yeah, I, th- I think the real the real monsters are a problem. Look, he's he's one ninety eight centimeters and and can jump, so he and has played in the ruck. He's he not has played in the ruck, yeah, in the VFL. So he's not. He's definitely not a Gumby. I, I just and we'll come to the VFL later. We've just got two monsters who I, I who I think in mm. the long run probably like it's, it's been really admirable, and I like Ben. Praised him a lot. He's definitely got. He's got. Great kicking for a key back, let alone a ruckman. Um, but yeah, I, mm, I, I, I don't go outside. Yeah, yeah try to go outside. I, I don't think it's a long term answer, but I, mm. I'm still enjoying watching him so, play footy. Look, it, it, it is interesting, and it's as a as an option against uh, when teams go small against us. I think it's it's proven proven reasonably viable. Yeah, I guess, and I guess you've got a bit of because he can play multiple positions. If we have an injury, he's cover for that as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, the the opportunity cost of that, 
um, versus just um, having Nank a solo rock and getting one of the keys to chip in. You know, it's six of one. Yeah, half although you can't. Um, if Bolter is playing keyback, he can't. So it sort of has to be no, somebody. It, it would playing, have to be Jack playing forward, and I, ha- I hate watching Jack rock. Yeah, that's fair too. So, yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so there was no easy yeah. answers. Um, two two quick things to to finish. I thought Dan Dan Rioli was really good again. Popped up in coaches' votes. Kicked a, cu- kicked a couple of nice goals. Yeah. Gonna get paid. Gonna get paid. Um, the rumor rumor has been he's pretty close on a extension. But yeah. I mean, why would you want to leave? Like, I mean, he's yeah. He's a three-time lifetime member. He's playing with his uncle. Um, uh, he, he's loving it. He, he's clearly got a coach who's supported him through his whole career. I, and you know, I know fans always say stuff like this, so maybe he will decide to. But I just he's yeah, he's in a really good spot for him. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, Marlon Pickett. I just wanted to admit, other than the the goal, which was just a superb piece of uh, football theatre. Um, and showmanship, yeah. And, like, good, I was just thinking, like, Marlon handled it beautifully, but, like, Marlon's a, if you watch, uh, maybe the poor player doesn't, guy doesn't watch a lot of football, but having seen Marlon uh, play as much footy as I have, and of course he wouldn't do anything, but he's a genuinely intimidating man. I would not, yeah, that, like, totally. like, that's, yeah, um, and, but the the kiss was beautiful, the showmanship of it. But oh, um, it was great. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. What were you going to say about it? Well, so after that, uh, or when he was in the process of taking it, David King said that uh, he would have been leading our best and fairest at round nine, which is the type of absurdly specific comment somebody makes when they want you to think they've done some research but actually haven't. Um. <laughs> Because there's always some pedant like me, for instance, who goes and checks um, the coaches' votes because that's that's as good as a track as we've got of, of oh yeah, our, yeah, our awesome. season uh, was going. Um, at round nine, he had four coaches' votes and was tenth among uh, our players. Um, <laughs> that is pedantic. Uh, yeah. Uh, who do you who do you think was our top three? Um, Their top three by mile. In coaches' votes. Oh, but God, round nine. Good, good, good question. Um, Bolton. Yep. First, first, first. Then first. Now. Mm. Had Prestia played enough? Maybe not. No, but had a, had two. Um. Hmm. Prestia had two coaches' votes then. As of as of now, he's he's into third place with thirty six. Hmm. No, I should be doing better at this. Um, Grimes was pretty good early, but uh, t- t- Nank. Nope. No, Nank. Nank had had ten. Um, Jaden. Uh, Jaden Shaw. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. Strong. Twenty. Twenty-five. Yeah. He was third. Um, Tom Lynch. Um, second. Um, with with twenty-six. Um, and as. As of right now, if you want a uh, top five for the for the best and fairest, uh, Bolton, Lynch, Prestia, Short, and Baker with with Nank not far behind. 
Yeah, nice. I will say, in fairness to the spirit of that comment, in in a league where we spend all our time debating between the merits of different commentators who never watch games except the ones that they cover, um, David King, at least, there was a half-truth in that, that um, Pickett did have a rich run of form um, where he was in the AFL. He was he was getting in the sort of... I think he got up to about 60 or so for the season in the AFL rating points things, which he's mm. never been that high before. I might be over that slightly wrong, but he was, he was becoming like a... Like in the tier of of elite, you know the big the big money mids. So whether yeah, that, look, he he was doing well for for a wingman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we had this discussion on the pod. Like he was the best rated wingman for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, he was. And um, like at least David King had done that much research because a lot of the better paid, more on Broadway commentators never watch games. Um, yeah, that, that they aren't covering. But they weren't David King games, those ones, because they were on Friday no, he nights wasn't. and things but like he, that. He took, he took half a thought and stretched it well past yeah. the point where it was credible. <laughs> it, it was all fashion showmanship, but, you know, um, you, 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 have, you, have, um, you, have, you, you were very, very correctly um, set the record straight for, for our much smaller audience. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. so something about David King always sets, sets me off. I don't, I don't, the, oh. his, his reputation as a... As a football guru, always fends me slightly. Yeah, yeah, you have to. I, I, I think. He, I think he does, he, do, he does do some work, um, which I appreciate. But yeah, um, like he, he just is like he's throwing paint in the wall. But like you got to real like the next, he's off TV in a few years, um, and then he'll be re- replaced by someone who uh, doesn't do. I'll throw credit to what you're saying, as we were saying offline. The commentators in general. They were pretty good for the game, and I was because I didn't watch hear the commentary live. Hutto struck me as being I, I really enjoy his play by play work, but what, um, since we always bag the commentators, I, I just had to get that one in. Yeah, no, he he was good. Um, Mark Rusciuto, um, completely, um, uh, you know, saying how um, uh, what was he saying? Um, that uh. Shea was uh, one of the best players in the competition, but he called him shy. Oh, God damn it. Ah, well, he's not the only one who does it. It does. There is a life is like a box of chocolate feelings to Rashido's commentary at times. Um, oh, look, he, he, here is this strange group of aliens from another city that's not Adelaide. Um, is there anything about the game else that you, you wanted to discuss, Nick, before we... No, no, no. That, would, that was it. That was it for, uh, for me. Um... Oh, although Jack's mark was was pretty awesome, maybe we'll win um, mark of the mark of the round this week. Which um, all, all all the marks came, all the marks and goals of the round came from our. Oh, game. Mark, only marks. The oh, goal, not the goals, not the goals. Yeah. Okay. Um, the yeah. Uh, if he if he won, I'd I'd wondered if he'd he'd got to be one of the oldest um, mark of the mark of the round winners. Yeah, maybe also a slightly lifetime achievement award when put back to back to that Gold Coast Suns mark. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, uh, AFL women had their first um uh, preseason uh, game um on the weekend, and somehow um despite Richmond being the team that flew across the continent, um Fremantle were the one who was slightly um, down on numbers, um, which is which is a bit frustrating. Although, you know, 
satisfying in that it was an extremely one-sided uh, win for the, for Richmond. But um, yeah, no, it was it was a good start to the season. Um, Courtney Wakefield kicked uh, five goals, which was four more than Fremantle. Um, uh, Stella Reid, um, first round draft pick from uh, last year, um, kicked a couple of goals. Um, Ellie McKenzie was good. Um, uh, Sarah Hosking popped up in the in the best with, with Ryan Ferguson. But yeah, uh, look, it is. It's going to be hard to. Um, I think if uh, in the while while the women overlap with the the men's finals, um, it's going to be hard for them to get clear air. Um, although I do very, I like I like them playing. Actually, through, I, I, yeah. Sorry, yeah. No, I was going to say like I think it's opportunity. Like the, there is, it's the like people. There's always a reason why people are complaining what the start of the season is in the AFLW. Uh, Let's just enjoy it. And half the teams won't be playing. All those teams. No, that's true. And there's not uh, after the first. Uh, it's always a shock after the first week of finals that there's suddenly only two games of football. A weekend, so yeah, that it is. It's a good opportunity to to fill that gap in our lives that we'd other have otherwise yeah. have to fill with meaningless family and recreational activity. Yep, don't complain about it. Get down and actually support, watch and support the mm. te- the, the teams. Um, but yeah, will be interesting. Um, and of course, they're playing uh, at the G this week in the warm up match. Yeah, nice. That's a that's a, a good initiative. Um, fan fan of old school. Uh, double headers. Um, the actually speak on on one of my pet topics of AFL uh, players, AFLW players are more interesting. Um, our one of our um, category B rookie, our, our category B rookie, um, uh, Sarah Taylor, who's a basketball swapping over, um, announced she's her her debut not novel will be published next year. I I can't remember uh, the last time that happened for a male player. Uh, probably Alex Rance, actually. Not that it was a novel, but it was a kid's book. Yeah. Oh, one, <laughs> would expect that, that answer, would you? <laughs> one is more of an achievement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, moving on. Fairfell. Uh, um, um, Poor old playing the bottom team and yeah, um, wasn't ab- good. Ab- absolutely. Um, I-, I was very much reminded of the Simpsons. We we should note here that uh, some of the competitors come from t- uh, countries without swimming pools. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, w- w- where do you start? Uh, Samson Ryan killing it with the five five goals. Yeah, well, and it's the the eighteen disposals, twelve marks, thirteen hitouts, five goals, and that's a uh, that's a pretty dominant performance uh, are you look this is i've really been thinking about like the, part of the reason i was a little bit um less ecstatic about ben miller is i just think it's samson time give him a shot against yeah. the hawks not a great matchup with the just who no. the hawks play but you know no, still, justin, w- justin kaczynski's their backup rock so yeah a bit of a step yeah not really don't need to pull out the big guns but it's still give him a shot see see to me the thing and we we're talking about this offline like we 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 can get guys who can rock along. We've got Solder already. 
and we've got a first. We've got a guy who can play first ruck. We've got three of them. Um, it, presuming Samson can do it. The thing we don't know that we have is a guy who can go and also play forty percent time forward and be effective in that role. Mm. And there's a chance Samson could be it. It would be huge for us if we had a forward ruck, and it'd be. I, I'd love to see him get a crack at it in the AFL to see how he goes. Like it's just it, it. It's really it'd be really important if if that could happen. And we don't know. It's a, it's not proof of concept. No, we don't. Yeah, and, that, he's and that's kicking hard. a ton of goals. Yeah, he's playing. He's playing really well the last, the last couple of weeks, which is which is great to see. Um, Absolutely. The um, ironically, he's he's only other he's only other alpha game was um, was Hawthorne. So mm. yeah, the Jacob Bauer um, is going nicely. Kicked kicked four goals. Um, yeah, I was I was interested um, that um, you know, Brenton Mann said he's come up. Um, in discussions on selection for the seniors, which um, I think that's maybe for the for the squad, but yeah, it, well, well, com- well, maybe that was pre Lynch coming back potentially. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. I, I feel I'm feeling a bit better about our key forward depth um, uh, after the last couple of weeks. Um, uh, Riley Conley Dawkins, thirty disposals and, and twelve clearances. Had a had a couple of really dominant games. Paddy Dow, nine nine clearances. Biggie Newen, with with I'm um, pretty certain a career high twenty two uh, disposals, which was pretty good. Yeah, um, Soldo dominated the ruck and kicked two goals. Mm-hmm. It was a really nice moment when Soldo clunked one in in the last, and Samson Ryan double fisted in the air, celebrating his fellow ruckmans. <laughs> nice. So, so that they clearly get on well, which is you know not um, which is nice because it's a small room. You got to work mm-hmm. a lot together as the rucks. Um, he did one of the reasons that first made me suspect that um, Bullin um, at the best team was when Soldo successfully when I turned oh, on Preston. Yeah, Preston. Sorry. Um, uh, Northern Bullants, um, when uh, Soldo um, successfully executed a blind turn uh, through traffic, and I thought, mm, he can't do that at AFL level. No. <laughs> but it was, it was a fun day out for a lot of players. Yeah, so it is, it's going to take, they've only, they've got, the VFL have to buy this week, and then it's their last uh, round. Um, yeah, they'll, um, they'll need a result maybe two to, to go their way to, to make the finals as well as as well as uh when they're when their last game. Um I gotta say it is there are a few things more grim than seeing um the North Melbourne VFL team with a percentage of sixty six looking up at um all the standalone almost all the standalone teams except for the Northern Balance. That's that's not good. No, it's not, and the sort of the the, the quiet words you, you you hear around um, about what's going on north. Like, I can't believe Alistair Carrickson supposedly is thinking about coaching them. Maybe it's a I know, and it is is a clear current bookies' favourite now. And I, I know they they're shallow and not particularly meaningful um, betting markets, but yeah. Clarkson's pretty smart. You sort of wonder is this a negotiating yeah. point for his salary at the place he actually wants to go to? I don't know. I mean, the you know the well-founded assumption is that the uh, the next salary is going to be significant, and teams' ability to play pay that under the soft cap. Like, there's going to have to be some extra money somewhere. But I don't know. yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah. I've, by the way, Nick, I've just been analysing um, the chances of... Because uh, the Gold Coast have two games. Uh, they're, they're the one who will take our spot in the eight in the VFL. Yeah. Uh, and it's really decided this weekend um, because Gold Coast are playing Southport. Southport are second on the oh, ladder. Oh, yeah, they're good. Yeah. And the, the, Jacob, the, Jacob Townsend is Southport. Yeah, so the Q catch. So Jacob Townsend gets another shot to bring Richmond Glory to the VFL. <laughs> good times. Yeah, because um, the Gold, Gold Coast are playing the four, before mentioned North in the last round, and they are just behind us. Uh, current. I've got game in hand, equal points. Current uh, VFL. Uh, reigning premiers, uh, reigning premiership player, Jacob Townsend. Indeed. Now, moving on to Hawthorne. Hawthorne. They're not bad. They were very lucky. <laughs> they, were very lucky. They, are yeah. not, they are not a bad team. Like Their uh, percentages is 92. They're, they're definitely, yeah, Gold Coast kicked eight goals 15th. Like, yeah, they probably should have won. But... Um, yeah, look, we've we've said we've been critical of um, Hawthorne's rebuild for a while, but um, they've got a lot of players going nowhere in terms of their next their next good team. That's that's less of a, a criticism these days. I think they yeah, I was impressed. They they'll, they had twelve players under fifty games hmm. uh, last game. Like that's, that's yeah. anything above nine is like you're genuinely rebuilding, and twelve it's is quite a lot. A, yeah. yeah. So and, good, good, good on them. And there's some gu- younger guys playing genuinely well. The um, Josh Ward, um, who was top ten draft pick last year, averaged twenty five disposals and four clearances over his last month. Um, Dylan Moore, who I've never particularly rated, but yeah, twenty disposals and a goal a game. That's that's, that's very solid work as a as a small a small. Uh, Mid forward, um, John Newcomb gets gets quite a lot of ball, although he he coughs it up uh, a fair bit. But he he provides a, a fair bit of run. I like uh, Will Day. Um, Sicily Sicily is as uh, is as good as he's he's been for for a long time. Um, yeah, the, the the ratings love him. Yeah, no, he he showed he's first in rebound fifties, second in intercepts, first in marks. He's he's going genuinely well. Um, the where where they can get you is a really accurate um team kicking for goal. They're the second most accurate team kicking for goal in the the league. Luke Luke Bruce is is particularly good in in that regard. Gunston uh, um, kicked five five uh, one on the weekend. Five yeah. one on the on the weekend. Um, in a game decided by goal kicking. Yeah. Um, the the aforementioned uh, Dylan Moore's a, a good good shot for goal. Um, the um, that one of their big weaknesses, which is good for us, they're not very good at defending off off intercept, um, which is which is uh, a big strength for us. Um, so yeah, and and as a team, they they both they it's a bad combination that they cough the ball up a, a fair bit, um, and they're not very good at defending when they cough the ball up. So that's um, that's why I am cautiously. Cautiously nervous, but I think we should win. 
Yeah, me too. And for those reasons, sort of, you could see sort of the eye test because we've already played them this year that um, our game plan stood up fairly well against them. Mm. And just they are now young and they're at the yep. point of youth where it's you, you can jag the odd, odd one, but they're legitimately in a rebuild. And I think it's hard. Also, you know, in fairness to the thing, players like Tom Mitchell and Jago Amira are probably doing better on on the sort of the advanced metrics than people would probably give them credit for. And, you know, the Tom Mitchell is not completely washed up, washed up. But yeah, I just figure with that kind of with that kind of yeah. profile. No, averaging averaging twenty eight disposals a game. I do think the horse. You know, that it, it, it is so embarrassing that um, Kenneth sent that sent that letter to to members telling them, "Oh, we're going to have to rebuild," and then um, they didn't trade any of any of Mitchell or O'Meara or anyone else other than Sekla. Like, yeah, but right. I think I think the horse might have bolted on on trading um, Jager O'Meara for a first round draft pick. Yeah. It, it's much it's much harder to do than it, it doesn't actually happen that much. It tends well, to... and and you tend you tend to need to have lined it up about four months in advance. <laughs> yeah, like there's there's clearly um, there is clearly work going on. You know, there's GWS players headed out the door and um, teams jockeying for them. Like the work is being done. On, yeah, you know. on, on both sides, but you know, Hawthorne would probably. I don't know if Jeff realised this, but or whether he was advised that to get rid of some of those players, they would have had to pay half the salary, mm. uh, which you know we did for when we got rid of Leeds, and that those picks, as pointed out by our friend Sean um, the the other day, uh, eventually it's... we're still playing those picks because one of yeah. them turned into CCJ, which will be a, a high pick, and the other was Noah Bolter, so it turned out pretty well. Yeah, turned out pretty well. Um... Dan Butler's younger brother running around for Hawthorne. So, mm, don't, don't, I think he debuted against us last time, but yeah, I don't. He's a he's another sort of small forward mid prospect. And, um, yeah, don't mind him. Okay, now Nick, we've. Um, I think that's. I agree with you on Hawthorne. I'm, I'm weirdly confident. Um, Nine, yeah, nineteen nineteen point betting line. Um, mm. yeah. we've we've covered the last two weeks which is of interest to me personal interest to me and I actually think uh, barring a, a downpour we'll do it again so so we're basically perfectly set up to uh, kick uh, f- four goals 20 and lose the game <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, now Nick we have a special announcement yes now it's not live yet but it will be soon the brilliant Ando Tigers mm. of old on Twitter um, most popular Tiger fan on, on Twitter and that, as far as I know, and you know, long may it mm. stay that way. Um, uh, he has designed a T-shirt for us. Yes, and the the mock-ups we've seen, which aren't quite final yet, look great. Yeah, amazing. And he, he did a great job. I, I believe our critical feedback was was wow, that's really good. Well done. Um, mm. uh, could you could you make my beard bushier? Yes, you, you did. That was literally your feedback. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked, and I asked for a percentage sign to be added. That, that was it. It does need a trim at the moment. <laughs> Your beard, not not the picture. Anyway, it's brilliant. Yeah. Ando's great. Um, it's not not up yet, but it'll be on his store. Um, yeah, no, no, it's just it's a bit of fun. Not yeah. doing it for money. So, um, no, no, yeah, it's a, we'll we're gonna sell it. Uh, 
pretty much at, at, at cost. Yeah, and um, we will we'll, we'll put it up on um, on Twitter once it's finalised and live. But it's it's great. Can't, can't wait to have it. Um, we'll be we'll make. We'll be making a big deal of it in the coming weeks, but uh, well done. Yeah, sad, um, sadly, uh, we tried to get Ando on the show, um, but you know he's 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 not a podcast guy, unfortunately. But no, we're we're really happy with his work. Yeah, it's amazing, and we really appreciate it. But it's look, whatever happens in the finals, because it is going to be. I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast has gone through the final scenarios, um, and. None of them are particularly good, and even worse, yeah. we probably want Carlton to um, to c- continue. That's Dusty's music. Indeed. Look, the season's alive. The season is looking like, unless we start something up, it's going to go into the finals. Um, we've been we've gone through enough bad years to appreciate that this, this is actually enjoying yeah. football, um, loving what your team's doing at this time of the year is uh, is not to be taken lightly. No, although, yeah, uh, it's. Yeah, it it has been the roller coaster. <laughs> oh yeah, like Pretty it's fun. definitely. We've suffered. Yeah. We've suffered for our art. Um, uh, sorry to um, lengthen the podcast, but just looking through the finals teams, I think I want Frio at um, in Perth. That would be mm. of the likely yeah. finals matchups. They've been really. They've been doing their winning at Marvel. Not a, their, their form at Optus is mediocre at best, mm. and they are, as a finals team, they are definitely not in the upper echelon. Whereas Brisbane and Sydney, they're both pretty, they're better, and I don't really want to play in a, yeah. you know, increasingly more, much more Brisbane. Much more scared of uh, Sydney. Uh, yeah, Vance no. Metrics would back that up. Yeah. Sydney, Brisbane. I, I worry we, about the Brisbane weather. Um, yeah, we played well. We played well up there, though. That's... We're, we're the only people who've lost the final to them, though. <laughs> yeah, no. Tom, without Tom Lynch. Yeah. Anyway, Anyway, Anyway. let's put Hawthorne first. Yep. I'm Nick. I'm Andy. We're Richmond Target. It starts with a vision. If we're not locked into that, might as well pack up and go home. You're talking about three flags by 2020. Fitzroy has played more files than you guys. And after 13 straight losses, the Tigers are no longer toothless. Their first win for 2010. Carlo Hunt. Look at Jeffrey. He does. Carlton are on their way to Sydney. We're starting to kick a goal from here. He does. What a start. Can he just slow? He's gone. No free kick. Surely. First preliminary final in 16 long years, and they have done it. They've won. The Tigers are into the prelim. Stop on the right side of the
tags.